Welcome to the Ohio Ministry Network podcast. The following audio was recorded at the 2014 Synergy Conference held in Gahanna, Ohio at Pathway Church. For more information, please visit our website, ohioministry.net. Can someone look to see uh, when we are supposed to end today so I don't go... I know lunch is next, so everyone has... Uh, 12.30. Oh, so we're pretty good then. All right. Well, thanks, Aaron. And uh, when you guys, when you get a, a room full of youth pastors together, uh, all chaos can be unleashed. And uh, this past summer, I spent 10 days with Aaron and Mark in El Salvador with our age group. And uh, it was a phenomenal time. Uh, so if you guys are a youth pastor, youth volunteer, if you're a student, a parent, um, get to El Salvador. Uh, our trip was phenomenal. Uh, we will be going back next year with our students. We have a lot of middle schoolers. Uh, so we're waiting then uh, for them to grow up a little bit and uh, go to El Salvador. We will be going to the AIM trip in Columbus. But uh, the whole AIM program, everything Aaron does overseas with the Ohio Ministry Network, with missions, uh, they take care of everything. Uh, so if you never knew like where to start with a missions trip, uh, contact Aaron or Tom, and they will set you up. Uh, we just had a phenomenal time. We had a lot of seniors that went with us, and uh, it just really solidified their faith. Uh, even now, just coming back to them, their favorite memories of youth group were that El Salvador trip. And, uh, they, they pushed the students hard, and uh, a lot of hands-on, a lot of street ministry. Um, love Aaron, love Mark. They've been a big help for me. Um, I've been at Willoughby Hills for uh, just two years now. Uh, before that, I was at Southeastern, so this is my first youth pastor role in 25. Um, grew up in the area in Cleveland. Anyone from Cleveland area in here? A little bit, no? No one from Somewhere, Cleveland, wow. Somewhat. We're about Somewhere. 20 minutes. We're in Okay, so you're not too far from Cleveland. Grew up in the Cleveland area at Chester Christian Center with Greg Lakowski. If you know uh, anything about high school camp, he's one of the activities directors. Um, never went to church. I wasn't a church kid. I uh, kind of grew up in a dysfunctional home, and so it just fits, and I'm talking about parenting and the home today. And uh, so never heard about Jesus Christ or anything. Um, friend next door invited me to youth group. Went there for a big night, a battle of the sexes night, and uh, just felt overwhelmed by the love of the people there. And I just kept going, and a year later at youth convention, gave my life to the Lord my junior year. So Ohio Youth Ministry Network is really near and dear to my heart. And when I felt a call to youth ministry and I went off to Southeastern, I knew I wanted to come back to Ohio because of this, because of the network. And uh, if you can get anything out of today, I, I know we're throwing a lot of information at you uh, over you know, three sessions. I uh, probably won't remember a lot. A lot of this stuff will be online. We're podcasting it, so you can find that on iTunes and stuff like that. Um, I'm also available if you want to email me of any resources that I give out or you just forgot something, feel free to contact me, text me. Uh, I'd be more than willing to do that. Uh, but I just knew I wanted to be part of this network because the greatest thing that we have is each other. And uh, I hope today that we, we can create a discussion, uh, that it's not just me up here uh, kind of telling you what, what I feel or what I've learned in youth ministry, but maybe we can dialogue between each other. And uh, hopefully you get to know each other around you, uh, maybe other youth pastors, youth leaders, or parents. You can connect and resource. Um, I know some churches are, or more, have more resources than the others uh, to, to look out for each other, to, to spread the love around. Um, so I just want to encourage you that. Get to know the people. We're having lunch next. Um, so the next session, get to know the people around you. Get to know where they're at, what church, what role they may have. Uh, before we get started, I want to know a little bit of who's in this room. Uh, so just by a raise of hands, uh, anyone that works in children's ministry, children's workers, 
couple right here. Youth ministry, you guys either are a student, uh, parents, or a youth leader. Uh, how many are students? I see a couple young faces. Student, cool. Uh, youth leaders, so you're not the youth pastor, but you're the leader. Very good. Any youth pastors, full-time, bivocational? Very good. So we got a good mix in here. To anyone else, men's, women's, men's ministry, women's ministry, anything like that? All right. Well, I, I hope today that we can see that um, what we're talking about is not just pertains to youth ministry, but it pertains to the, the church as uh, a whole. And um, you, you may think, um, you know, why is this 25-year-old guy, I'm getting married in August, I'm engaged right now to a beautiful woman who's actually getting her wedding dress fitted on her today. And so we're, we're getting excited to be married. And one thing I love about youth ministry and, and, and getting married is that we're a team together. And I, I couldn't do youth ministry without my fiance, Justine. Uh, she's kind of my filter. Uh, I think Mark and Eric, you probably vouch your wife's or your filter sometimes. That they reel you back in sometimes. So I, I love doing, we love doing ministry together, and, and we're in it for the long run. We love our students. Uh, uh, we want to be at Willoughby Hills uh, for a very long time. Um, and, and just to tell you where you know our youth, youth ministry was when we came in, um, uh, we're not a huge church, uh, about 200, 250 on a good day. Um, our youth ministry, when I came in, I, I took over uh, from a youth pastor who was there for 18 years. So kind of filling in some big shoes, Pastor Dan DeLombo, who is now transitioning to our senior pastor. And uh, we came to a youth ministry that was a little bit on the smaller side. And as any young youth pastor coming right out of college, the first thing you want to do is grow your youth group. You want to get as many kids there. You want to grow your youth ministry to as big as you can. And we had a lot of success coming in. Uh, we, we poured a lot of time and effort into our students. We had a huge junior and senior class when we came in. We had a, a great leadership team of, of 10 people. And uh, we just poured our hearts and souls into our students, our juniors and seniors, and, and it grew. Uh, we went from uh, the teens to about you know 40 every night, some big nights in top 60. And uh, we, things were just rolling. We, we created a, a worship team and uh, just Wednesday nights were going great. Um, but about a year into it, a year and a half, I was convicted of something. And I thought of this way. I looked at all the students that maybe were there on Wednesday night, and I just felt that we were doing an injustice to them. I felt we had a, a team of great leaders, about 10 of them. And I thought to myself, how effectively can we actually reach out to this many students? Are we making an impact on them? Are they just coming on a Wednesday evening or maybe a Sunday morning if we can bridge the gap? And that's it. And so I was convicted with that. So we took a step back and started talking with some of our leaders and thinking, where do we want to take our youth ministry? What's the purpose of our youth ministry? Why do we exist? And I kind of want to bring that question to you guys as youth pastors, youth leaders. Why do you feel your youth ministry exists? Anyone want to maybe share you know, your heart, your soul for youth ministry? Maybe you guys have a mission statement. Why does your youth ministry exist? You want to live out loud, D180. You want to live out loud, yeah. D180. Yes. Anyone else? Why do, you, why do you do what you do? Why do you spend time investing in students? All right. Raising up the next generation. Live out loud. Anything else? To show the love that's been given to us. All right. To pass it on to someone else. Share the love that changed your life and share it to someone else. Anyone else? Anyone what drives youth ministry? 
to encourage them not just to be receivers. Right, that's good. There's all these visions, all these things that stir us and move us into youth ministry. And I believe this. Uh, you can always steal programs. You can steal graphics. You can steal all my stuff. I steal stuff from everyone else. Uh, you go on creation swap, seats, you know, all these resources. You can steal programs, um, curriculums, all those things. But you cannot steal vision. Uh, vision is the one thing that God gives you specifically for where you're at uh, to carry out that vision. Uh, so I encourage you, uh, if you haven't sat down with the leadership team or yourself, maybe you're just one leader without a team, um, it begins with you first. It really begins with you praying to God and saying, God, why have you placed me here? You, you've stirred something in my heart. Uh, now what do you want to see done? And uh, let that vision drive you. I know for myself, uh, youth ministry is a learning experience. Uh, how many people have been uh, involved with youth ministry uh, less than like three years, like myself? So three years, the majority of anyone over five years. Anyone been? So just the veterans here. So a lot of us, but well, we've been in youth ministry for three years or less. I believe this: youth ministry is years and years of a learning experience. And I'll give you some examples of of my rookie mistakes. My first week on the job, first youth service. One of these kids brings in, uh, I think it's cinnamon. And I guess there's this viral video going on of people, you know, taking a tablespoon. I know one lady put, like, a ladle in. Um, they brought in the cinnamon. I said, can we do the cinnamon challenge? Like, I, I don't want to do it in service, but we can do it after service. And so I have all these kids. And, I, you know, I did it because I was like, I want to show these kids I care, that I'm cool, I'm hip, you know. I'm in, in, in with them. And so all these kids are trying to do the cinnamon challenge. You know, some cinnamon's going everywhere, you know, across the room. I thought that was funny. No one got hurt. Uh, but when Friday came around and I got pulled in my pastor's office, uh, there's been a few phone calls made uh, by some parents. And uh, you do know the health risks there are with the cinnamon challenge. I'm like, no, I was not aware of those things. Uh, so rookie youth pastors' mistakes. We're constantly making mistakes. Um, and I encourage you, if you're in here for you know, youth ministry for a few years, uh, I see the first three years of youth ministry as I'm going on my third year as a learning experience. You make a lot of mistakes. Uh, but don't get down on yourself. I know there's so many times I'm like, I'm so stupid. I'm not worthy of this. Don't get down on yourself um, like I have. But learn from it. Pick it back up. Um, the greatest thing you do is learn from your mistakes, but also learn from other people's mistakes. So maybe today you can learn from my mistakes and not do those. Um, second mistake, I'll share this. Uh, just boneheaded mistake is I'm locking up the youth building. And uh, some reason I put my keys down on the table and I lock up the youth building and I walk out. It was like the second month of my job. And I turn around, I'm like, where's my keys at? And all my keys are laying on the table in the youth room, totally locked. And so I call my pastor, text them. They don't answer at all. It's like 9 o'clock at night. They don't answer at all. And I'm like, it's like January, no, it's like March. Like, I'm about to sleep outside. I can't get in my car. I can't get home. And so I went in the back of the youth building and started wiggling the handle a little bit and trying to pry it open. Finally, it opened. And uh, I was like, that, that was lucky. Friday comes around because I have Thursday off. Uh, the maintenance guy comes to me and says, hey, I think we had a break-in into the youth building. <laughs> you know, the handle was a little jiggled, and we had to replace it. It's like 180 bucks. Oh, and I was like, oh, my God. Uh, stupid mistakes. But now I know. I know where this the secret key is now that we, we had. But I still blame my pastor. It's like, why weren't you picking up your phone? I said it was an emergency. Uh, so we all know that youth ministry is a learning experience. And um, we got there. Uh, we realized that youth ministry is not about numbers and uh, it's funny, I'm youth pastor rest for Cleveland, and I, we've got three new youth pastors in our area. And one of the first questions they always ask me is, how big is your youth group? 
and I'm like, ah, it's just probably the same size as yours. Um, they're always consumed about numbers. And uh, I listened to a podcast by Andy Stanley, and I want you to write this down if you're taking notes. Uh, we need to get better before we get bigger. Uh, we need to get better before we get bigger. And, and that really convicted me of our youth ministry, saying you know, we need to get better at the little things, at, at the small things in our youth ministry uh, before we get better. And, and I thought about our youth leaders, and we had a phenomenal team. Uh, about three of them went off to Southeastern. They're getting trained to go into ministry. Um, and, and we got a couple coming back to intern with me this summer. And uh, we thought, well, we're having a great impact. Our, our leader's doing a great job reaching out to our students on a Wednesday and a Sunday. Uh, but it, it can only go so far. And we have a couple, uh, Sam and Dina. Uh, they're kids in our youth ministry. And, and they have an immense impact on their son and daughter. Uh, and, and it spills over to other kids. And I just saw that, how impact they have on their kids and other parents in our church. Uh, the impact that they have on their kids. And I realized uh, we can only go so far. We can only plant so many seeds. We can only give so many advice. But the greatest impact a student can have is with mom and dad. It, it's with mom and dad. And, and so we sat down with, as, with our youth leaders about a year ago. And, and we asked this question. How can we partner with parents in developing students' faith? How can we get them on board in developing and helping their students' faith? And um, just for you to know, um, a lot of the stuff I talk about, it's not from my own knowledge, uh, but it's from a guy named Tim Elmore. And uh, I want to give two books away. One, I want to give to a parent. Um, does any, any parents with a teenager in high school? Anyone? Tim Elmore is, is the guy. Uh, if you want to learn more resources on, uh, I think you have um, if you want resources on a guy who knows this culture, this generation of students called Generation Y, um, he is the guy to go to. Any youth pastors in here? <coughs> any, any uh, who's fairly new? Uh, how long have you been doing youth ministry for? A year. A year? He beat me on the All right, here we go. Um, Pastor Tom gave us all this book when we first came in, and I read it. It's a, it's a thick book. Uh, but it gives you the sociology, the psychology about students. And I, I try to give our parents a book. Uh, he also has a blog, if you can write this down, growingleaders.com. Uh, phenomenal. And he puts three books, e-books up there, like uh, the top you know, 10 mistakes parents make in raising kids. And uh, I help for those and let our parents know about those things. Um, so Tim Elmore, that is the guy. That is where all the stuff's coming from today. Uh, find his books. He has a bunch of books out there. Find his blogs. Uh, phenomenal stuff. Um, so I, I just, you know, when we talked about parents, how can we partner with parents? We see and we know that the parents' role is, is immensely impactful in the student's life. So how can we help them out? And we, we know that there's parents who are involved with the church, and then we know that there's parents who are, are not connected to either our church or another church at all. So how can we par- uh, you know, partner with them? And instead of kind of giving you like, okay, I want you guys to do this step and that step and this next step, I want us to go to the root of the issue, and that's why. Uh, start with the why. And I, I asked, you know, kind of like if you could title this you know, part of the message, is this, why youth ministry isn't all about the youth. And I had lunch with Tom Grove probably, you know, half a year ago, and we talked about uh, when we look at youth ministry, we focus on the students so much. We focus on the youth, what we can do for them. But we miss out on the other picture. We miss out on the youth. Um, and, you know, rookie mistake, I'll be showing you a couple of these rookie mistakes. When I came into youth ministry, I was so focused on the youth ministry department. 
I kind of had my eyes just focused on the paper. Like, here's the paper, and I was just zoomed in on here. I zoomed in on the youth ministry. All I cared about was the youth ministry. As long as we were growing, as long as we were gaining students, as long as we were connecting and growing and, and serving with these students, that's all that mattered. And I got consumed by this, and I forgot to realize the bigger church picture. And we are at a season in our church of transition. Uh, we're transitioning our associate pastor to uh, our lead pastor. And uh, we just had our, our first kind of key leader, servant leader team meeting. And uh, as I sat down with him, we thought, man, what's the first thing that we need to kind of tell our, our key leaders? What's important? And, and we thought of one word, and it's the title of this conference, synergy. Uh, that we need to create synergy amongst our group. Um, I challenge you, as you think about how we can partner with parents, we need to uh, pull back. We need to see the big picture of, of the church, that our youth ministry is part of the body of Christ. Okay, We are not the whole body of Christ. We are part of a very intricate system of the church, that we are connected by the ligaments and the muscles to work together. And I, I tell you this uh, because of this. See, the, see your youth ministry as part of the body. When the children's ministry wins, when the children's ministry gains children, when kids um, join into Royal Rangers or VBS or Bible Quiz, you are winning. You know why? It's because when I have students that come into our youth ministry in like seventh grade that have done JBQ, uh, there has been a foundation that has already been built with them. So I challenge you, see the big picture, that you're just part of that. Encourage the children's ministry uh, because you are part of the picture. And uh, as, as youth ministries, we focus on youth, we don't realize the parents. And we, we forget the, the roles and the importance of our men's ministries and our women's ministry. As our children and our students get connected to our, our youth, there are places for their parents get, to get connected to also. Um, so I got convicted of that. So I began going around. And as a church, uh, we, we are doing a thing called Take Five to Give Five. We simply go around and just give high fives to area leaders and say, hey, Thank you for serving. You're doing a great job. We're throwing compliments out to each other. Uh, but see your youth ministry as part of the big picture in reaching families. Uh, that's what we're trying to do. It's not just reach students, but we want to reach our whole families. We want to see families change. And the children's department and the nursery and the men's ministry and the women's ministry and the college ministry are all integral parts of our youth ministry. Because as we are gaining students, we are also sending students out. As we're connecting with students, there's at least one parent uh, that we are trying to connect with also. So I, I say this. Start with the why. Uh, there's a bunch of books. comes from Andy Stanley. Start with the why. Uh, we can say we want to partner with parents. We want to help parents out. We want to uh, come alongside parents. Uh, but until we craft it into our DNA, uh, will it take place? Uh, so I challenge you with this. Uh, craft this. Craft your partnering with parents intentionally into your mission statement of your youth ministry. If you don't have a, a, a mission statement, um, start thinking about it. Why, why has God called you guys? For us, our youth ministry is Awaken Youth Ministry. Uh, our, our mission statement before all this was uh, to awaken students to live for Christ and to live for each other. Uh, we want to do the two commandments. Uh, we change it. We want to partner with parents so students can be awakened to live for Christ and to live for each other. It's intentionally crafted into our mission statement. And I tell you uh, this, why? If you can write just mission statement up there, um, when you have a mission statement and, and you have intentionally crafted in there your intent to partner with parents and to equip and resource parents, 
uh, you are held obligated to do that. And can you draw like three lines just down there? It doesn't have to point anywhere, just three lines, just yeah, bam. And this is what helped me a lot in youth ministry, is when you have that mission, what we're all about, uh, why we exist, everything flows through there. So every sermon series that we do, every event that we do, every retreat we do, it, it funnels through that. Are we taking a next step in getting students and helping parents to grow and build a foundation in their faith? I, I think the easy way is this. We, we did a, a relationship and sex series. How many of you guys kind of do that in your youth ministry? Uh, kind of like every February is kind of key for everyone to do that. Um, so we did a relationships and sex series. And I know it can be kind of, you know, risque. You know, some parents don't want us to be talking about that and going too in-depth with that. But the reason why we did this is because we had this mindset. We want to help create a conversation with parents with their son or their daughter about sex and dating. And uh, I always think of this in my mind, and this may help you, is when you're crafting your sermons or your, uh, your services on a Wednesday or Sunday, wherever you're Think of this. What statement do you want your student to have with their parent when they are asked, what, what did you learn in youth group? Or what was your favorite part of youth group? Was it like, oh, you did, the games were fun this week? Or, you know, the Xbox was fun this week? Or whatever. Or do you want them to say, man, mom, I, I realize how much culture uh, distorts what dating and sex is all about. And I realize God's truth in all of this. Um, every service that we do, I, I kind of try to boil it down to one point, saying, I want a student, when they're asked by their mother, their father, their guardian, what did you learn in the youth group? I, I want them to try to say that phrase. And uh, it kind of helps having my uh, pastor's kids in my youth ministry. I have a uh, son and daughter in my youth ministry, and you know, he, I can show you the text. He texted me last Sunday. He's like, hey, what was your message about this, you know, for Sunday school? And uh, he's like, I'm asking you know, Cameron right now about it, seeing if she actually listened to you. Uh, so I kind of have a little pressure, but it, it's healthy uh, to, to make sure students are walking away with one point. And uh, there's a parent that called me, and I was like, oh, gosh. You know, he's come off the sex and dating relationships. I said, oh, here it goes. Here comes the talk, you know. Like, what are you talking about this in youth group? And I was blown away because she's like, I want to thank you for talking about sex in youth group. Like, what? Uh, she said, we created a, a conversation with our daughters in the car ride home uh, about choices and about decisions that their friends are making. And their daughters, one's in 10th grade and one's in 8th grade right now, and they were just taken back about what their friends were doing when it comes to dating and relationships. And they, they said, I want to thank you for creating, being able to open up a conversation with us. Um, and I'll show you a little bit about what we do to kind of help create a conversation in the car ride or at the dinner table. And so we, we want to thank you for doing that, um, for creating a con opening up a conversation for us about this topic. Um, so I challenge you, before we can partner with parents, before we can actually do these things, start with the why. Why are we doing this uh, before we start with the how? Start with that mission statement. Craft it intentionally. Maybe you have to take a step back like I did and blow everything up and say, okay, guys, we've got to rethink this uh, because we're missing out on a huge part of youth ministry because youth ministry is not necessarily all about youth, uh, but it's also about the parents. When uh, the parents have seven days a week, 24-7 with them, uh, they have the greatest influence. Uh, so think of that. How can we partner with parents in developing students' faith? Um, let that mission statement drive you. Um, let, it, let it direct where you go, how you do sermons, how you do sermon series, um, how, why you do events. Does this event 
help parents get you know another family involved with our church. Um, I want to kind of transition a little bit and uh, ask you a question. Are there any ways that maybe your ministry, maybe your church has done a great job in connecting with parents before we move on? Any ways that you've uh, intentionally done those things? Yes. That's key. That, that's great. Um, you know, one of the greatest thing that Tom Grote always emphasized to us is, is support your lead pastor. And, uh, you know, I sat down with our, our, our soon-to-be lead pastor, and I said, you know what, uh, how can I help you carry out your vision and what God's directing us to? And, you know, it's all about unity, uniting our church. And I said, you know what, if it helps with this little thing, I'm okay with changing our, our youth ministry name to reflect Calvary. Or, you know, um, doing the little things, just to say that we're connected, uh, helping students serve uh, on a Sunday morning. We have uh, a family Sunday, the first Sunday of the month. Uh, it's all students on deck, just opening doors and greeting people, uh, just trying to be part of church life. But support your, your senior pastor. You're, you're not your own church. And, uh, you know, I had that mistake of trying to, to be my own entity. Uh, but you're some part of something bigger. Anything else? Any uh, intentional ways that you try to bridge a gap between students and youth group and the home? Uh, we uh, we send out, um, we'll do a, a pre-text and a post-text yeah. for a service uh, to the students. And um, uh, we actually have uh, something that Tom got us started in is uh, an app called Group Me. And so whether you have iPhone, iMessage, or Android, it doesn't send a group text to somebody who's just getting like a little icon. They can't read it. It's coming through this app, and for our students, for us, our DNA, it is, it's fantastic. Mm. The students are able to chat, it's, it's just our group, and we send invites to anybody that comes in and visits so that they're able to see our conversation, what we are talking about as a group, when we use that to challenge and push them to serve. Yeah. So we tell them, hey, we're, you know, we're, we're gonna take 1st Timothy 4.12, literally. You know, we're not going to let anyone look down because we're young. We're going to set an example for the believers in life and love and faith and speech and in purity. And so we're going to we're going to lead by serving. And we serve uh, we serve the uh, senior ministry. We serve in children's church. We serve in Sunday school. We serve we serve uh, on Sunday mornings. Yeah. We, we do the uh, the fifth Sunday is is a youth service. We lead worship. We do everything. I'm, I preach. I mean, they, they get the, the whole deal. We do games sometimes, and we, you know, we just freak out the the adults. And uh, but we're showing we're showing the church side that hey, yeah, we, we're you know we're the teenage group, and we're kind of seen as wild and crazy, and you'll see us out in the parking lot looking like we're you know hazing somebody or something like that, just beating somebody to death, but we're having fun, and we're loving on Jesus, and we're loving on each other, and we're sharing the love of Jesus and all that, but. It's it's showing that hey we're we're not afraid to to be involved in what you're involved in. Oh, you guys are going out and you're doing a, a, an event. Hey, look, we you know we, we brought half of our youth group, and you guys are going around on the doors. Uh, we have uh, with Easter coming up, you know, most of the teenagers we're we're packing the eggs. Mm-hmm. We're we're taking a break from what we are doing from our plan, our service, and we're gonna we're gonna load up eggs for kids, and then we're gonna go hide them. And the children get to play. Yep. Our students aren't doing anything with it. We don't get to do any of the fun 
we're just serving. Yep. And, and being intentional, finding those things where we can do that, not just, oh yeah, we did that like twice a year, but we're able to do that you know, about every other month and, and be able to show that, hey, we, the youth ministry, the youth ministry cares about the rest of the church. Yeah. We love the rest of the church, and here's how we do it. Yeah, so I know we started off a little bit about, you know, nothing practical, but I wanted to get that foundation is uh, when you make it part of your DNA in your youth ministry, you realize that you're part of the bigger picture and you're just a stepping stone for families to come to know Christ. Uh, that's where it all starts. And when you emphasize that over and over to your students and your leaders, uh, they will get it. And uh, building a culture in your youth ministry takes years. Uh, so don't discourage, get discouraged. If it doesn't pick up after a while, just keep hammering it, keep, keep pounding it, say, hey, this is what we're about. We're, we're here to serve our church as a whole. Just keep, keep chucking through it. And uh, once you have some of those younger kids, those you know, sixth, seventh graders, when they catch on to it, when they become high schoolers, um, they, they will start living it out. Um, I want to transition to kind of where to begin with this. We understand that uh, parents have such a, a great role, a huge impact on our students. Where do we begin? How do we practically take steps into partnering with parents? And uh, I have this fear of parents, uh, maybe because, you know, I came in pretty young, um, you're not married, uh, have no kids, and uh, I had a fear of talking to parents. I always felt like parents were just there to criticize you. And, uh, and one parent uh, called me up and he said, hey, I, w- I want to talk to you. I want to have coffee. And every time, you, you know, oh, what's he going to complain about something? And I've had this. Some parents, you know, you know are c- critical sometimes. And I uh, the two daughters in our youth group, and I said, okay, I'm going to get Starbucks. So I meet there, and I'm just waiting for it, and it all come out and say, you're doing this wrong, or, you know, why are you doing this? Uh, but we just like, hey, just tell me a little bit about you. And we just sat there for about an hour and a half and told my story, told his story, and he just wanted to know who I was, you know, my heart, you know, philosophy or ministry, and that was it. And we meet once in a while, and it took me back, and I realized that parents just want to know who you are, what your ministry is about. Um, Matt talked a little bit about it with safety and stuff. Uh, you know, unfortunately, the church isn't, you know, you know, um, a safe place. You, you can't guarantee that a, the church setting is a safe place anymore. And uh, parents need to be reassured uh, that when you're, they're coming to a youth ministry, it's not just thrown together at the last second that you just have Joe Schmo, you know, as a youth leader. Uh, but you have trained volunteers, trained leaders, um, and that, that you are being strategic in that and that their safety is the first part. Um, so when I kind of get over that phobia of parents, uh, I realize that uh, parents just want to know who we are, and, and they want to know what we're all about. And uh, I, we just started thinking, how can we connect with parents first? And uh, I thought of Jesus washing his disciples' feet. Um, he was, you know, he was the leader of all of them. Yet he went in, he did the dirtiest jobs. He wanted to know that he was there to serve them. I thought, man, uh, we need to just let our parents that know that we are here to serve them. Uh, so what we do, we do this twice a year, it's just a parent meeting. Uh, we do our first one at the beginning of the school year. And I feel that's strategic uh, because a lot of parents, a lot of families are coming home for vacation. Um, we also do a big outreach event at the end of the summer, a big picnic. And uh, so there's new families to our church. And I, I just want to connect with them right away. So uh, right after church, we have a parent meeting. And uh, we, we don't skimp on the food. We give them good food. We have a, a chef, you know, a chef. Uh, in, our, in our youth ministry, uh, one of the parents, and uh, he puts it all out, and uh, we're there to serve them. And uh, you can pass out the, uh, the booklets. I have 20 of them. I'm not sure if it's enough. You may have to share. If you want extra copy, just uh, email me. Uh, but we give them this booklet, and uh, I'll go into the, you know, how I set this up, and it may seem like I take a lot of time on it, but I really don't. Um, 
but we, we're there and we want the parents to know that we are there to serve them. And uh, so we sit around a table, we have a meal together, and I just go up there and I share the heart of our youth ministry. I, I talk to them about the why. And I tell them that we're on their side. We're trying to partner with them. Uh, we're there to help them set them up for success. Um, so we have that in early September. We share the vision, strategy, the why behind the what. Um, we emphasize ways for students to connect uh, strategic times as students are going back to school um, to get involved with worship team. Uh, we put information out about REACH Conference, our winter retreats. Uh, we also have a second meeting at the, uh, after the new year. And uh, my fiance, as she's kind of like the filter of all things, why do we have to have two parent meetings a year because they cost money? And I said, well, this, this, you already tell them all about your youth ministry in the fall. I said, well, this one's going to be completely different. It's going to be nothing about who we are or why or what we do. It's all about connecting and resourcing parents. So parent meeting number one, right when they go back to school. Uh, strategize that. You're coming off the summer, everyone's coming back, you got new families in your church, connect them right away. Promote that for three weeks at your church, um, in your bulletin or your video announcements or on stage. Um, show the importance of that and serve them. Uh, don't skimp on food, don't give them like a salad or whatever like that, uh, but, but give them some good food. Uh, appreciate them and tell them how much you appreciate them as parents. I'm not a parent, uh, but I went up there and I said, listen, uh, I know how hard it is to be a youth pastor. I couldn't imagine actually having a kid. Um, I couldn't imagine how hard it is. Sympathize for them. Uh, build some rapport with them. Let them know you appreciate them, even if they are bad parents. Uh, for the effort of you know, trying to raise their kid. Let them know that you're there. Uh, the second meeting's in January, just coming off the new year. And this meeting is all about parents. And uh, we set it up different. We have round tables. And uh, we have some discussion questions, and I kind of stole all this from Tom and Matt, uh, kind of what we do for youth leaders. And uh, we have a discussion question right after they eat, and then we say, okay, switch, go to a new table. Uh, because I realized this. So many parents in our church didn't even know who the other parents were. Uh, they didn't know there was a kid their age. And my mindset behind this was, how much better is it for a parent who's struggling to raise a kid or, or work through the situation, and there's a parent who's maybe gone through that and dealt with that? Um, what a great way for parents to connect and resource with each other and get to know each other. Um, some fruit that's come out of this. One of the, the families in our church is going through a divorce. Complete mess. Uh, dad, you know, is everywhere. Mom's, you know, it's a mess. Uh, another family's pretty much taking care of their kids for them. They didn't know each other until that parent meeting, and they started to get to know each other. Um, now this one family's come in, and it's been the foundation for them. Um, if it wasn't for them, I don't know what would be happening. Uh, but realize that parents are their best resource. Um, that they're all going through the same journey together. Why not connect them together? Uh, so we, we craft some intentional questions, some funny ones that get them laughing. Like, uh, you know, when you were, you know, a student, you know, it was a hard thing going through high school or something like that. Um, so, and then I, I really don't talk. I really don't talk. I have some parents that come up and share. Um, I had a parent that come up and talk about fine arts and how important it was for their student and how it changed their lives. I have a parent that comes up and talks about volunteering in the youth ministry, what that looks like, uh, how that works out. And uh, then I come up and uh, I, I talk. And about for five, 10 minutes, I, I say this. I say, look around. I said, for as many of you guys that are here, you're mostly church people that are here. I said, there's another family out there that's not connected to our church or, or to church at all. And uh, I, I kind of give them an opportunity to serve in some simple ways. And I challenge them and to see the big picture that we're all in this together. And I challenge them. I say, on a Sunday morning, if you see a new family, 
uh, do me a favor, I, I can't make it all the time, uh, but introduce that family and get to know them and, and let me know and connect you know, them to the youth ministry if they have a child. Um, but also ways they, they can help serve, like through fine arts or through just driving, just simple ways for parents to connect. Uh, you may see in the booklet, um, well, you're starting to see it, I haven't looked here in a while. Uh, I put this together, and uh, can you write three words up there, Aaron? Um, fall? Uh, no, you just put it over there. Um, and you can put it right next to each other in a line. So fall, summer, and spring. Um, and then right under that, under fall, put, right under fall, put uh, September through December. Um, I'm kind of giving you the mindset of, of how to be prepared and planned. Um, and then summer is uh, May through uh, August. And then spring is, I know it's not really spring, but I call it spring, January, <laughs> January through April. Um, I think of this, um, youth ministries don't need goofy youth pastors anymore. They don't need the guy who comes up there and just wings it all the time. Uh, we need mature leaders. Uh, it's a hard job, and we need to be prepared. And when we prepare ourselves and, and, and we give uh, parents resources in far advance of things that we're doing or events there are, uh, they will show that you care about their students and that you care about them. Um, so my mindset about putting this together, and I'll, I'll show you how it doesn't take that long, um, a couple months before that, I break it up into three seasons, fall, summer, and spring. And uh, so right now is spring. Um, so what I did in uh, November is I started meeting with our leaders and say, uh, where do you feel our, our youth ministry needs to head in the next season? How can we continue our mission statement? How can we continue to partner with students so students are awakened to live for Christ and to live for each other? Um, what can we do? I sit down with some students say, what are some sermon series? What are some topics you really feel are necessary or you want to hear? And I kind of just keep getting this information and pray to the Holy Spirit um, you know, to guide me where do you want to take the youth ministry in the next season. Um, so about November, December, I, I start thinking, I plan out um, our messages and our, our fun nights and our, our retreats and stuff um, all there. And then I start compiling this. Uh, so if you look through here, um, for our parents, I, I just do, and I stole this from Matt and Tom. If you see the Insight magazine, I just completely ripped them off. In fact, one of the magazines, I took their template and did that. Um, and then I, I go month by month. I, I break our, our youth ministry into months. We do a series every month of the topic. Uh, January uh, was all about the armor of God. It actually bled into February because it tied right into our, our relationships and, and sex talk. Um, we do a big night, just kind of a fun night each, each month. But I, I talk a little bit about what the series is like, and I talk about you know, what the big night's about. I, I do that for the next four months. I put calendars in there. Uh, you may think, man, this probably takes like weeks upon weeks. I, I don't make any of these graphics at all. I just put information in them. Um, great resource, creationswap.com. Um, if you want to write that down, creationswap.com. Um, Seeds.churchonthemove.com. Uh, um, that's where the, you know, the armor of God stuff came from. Um, you just Google stuff. A lot of the stuff comes from Church on the Move. Uh, the network has, you know, things already made, calendar templates where you just have to plug and drop. Uh, this, you know, I, I'm blessed to have a nice printer at my office that can fold and stuff. Um, I use InDesign. I don't know if you have Adobe programs. If you want those files, I can send them to you. I could probably convert them to Publisher. Um, uh, but if you want this in a, you know, a format you can use, let me know. Uh, so when I come back for summer, I just drag and drop. Uh, it doesn't take me long at all. Um, 
But the whole reason I do this is I, I kind of see where our youth ministry is headed. And I can tell parents, oh, what, what your youth ministry is about. And we have another booklet, a little small one. Um, it's replacing this. Um, for on a Sunday morning when a parent comes that's new, say, I want to learn more about the youth ministry. Say, well, the youth pastor may be not here, busy. You know, here's this. This is what our youth ministry is all about. Uh, just basics of grade levels, times we meet, how to contact us, and stuff like that. Um, so, I mean, if you want to pass this around, you, you know, just pass around and look at it. It's being replaced by one of these booklets. Um, we also try to give students a little backpack, a little cheap little tote bag, and we throw in uh, this calendar thing. Um, and then that resource about youth ministry and then stuff for them. So when they go home, they can give it to their parents. Uh, but we're trying to connect with them as much as we can. Um, so I encourage you guys, the next step, let your parents know that you're there to serve them. Let them know who you are, why you guys exist, um, that you're a safe place, that you've trained your leaders, you've done background checks on them. And, and let them know where the youth ministry is headed and um, plan ahead. Maybe you can't do three, four months at a time. Uh, at least get a month ahead. Uh, don't be winging it on a Wednesday night. Um, it's not healthy uh, for you. And uh, I, I free up a lot of time for myself. When I do this, um, I, I free up a lot of time instead of going week by week. I already know where we're going, where we're headed. And, and not saying that sometimes we, we veer off this a little bit. Like I said, for our, our sex and dating month, the Armor of God series was, was going really well. And I said, you know, I'm going to continue that into, into February. And it, it hits right in how the enemy attacks our students. Um, um, and they're just, you know, right now we're going through a Back to the Future series. And we're looking at David. Uh, I knew back then, I said, our students need to be leaders. Our students got to stop being followers of their friends. We saw too many of our students being influenced by their friends. So we said, we need to have a series about character development and leadership. Uh, so that's how that came about. Uh, the Network Resource Center, uh, uh, the Ohio Ministry Network, puts out all their information way in advance now. They do a phenomenal job. Uh, camp stuff was out like in January. Uh, Reach Conference was out literally in August. Uh, they do a good job. Uh, do your diligence, do your time to put prices together, uh, to put deadlines together so parents are aware of those things. Uh, parents will appreciate you so much when they know when the deadlines are and when you don't change those dates. All right, The worst thing is to change dates. Um, also, um, create spaces. Create spaces for parents to serve. Uh, some parents are not meant to be youth leaders. They're just not. And we have to have the judgment to do that. But some parents may be good at fundraising events. I just had a conversation with a parent who wanted to help out with youth ministry. I knew they just would not be, you know, being a youth leader was just not what God called them to do. Uh, but, but they had talked about fundraising, how they've done a lot of fundraising events. Get to know their passions, their desires, and, and find a space or create a space for them to serve in that role. Uh, but don't say, hey, there's really not a place for us, you and youth ministry. Uh, some of you guys that may have questions about parents serving in youth ministry, uh, you know, that's a delicate thing. I always talk to the parents and tell them to have a conversation with their student before they step on board. If their student isn't comfortable, uh, I try to find a different area for them uh, to serve in. Um, any questions about that? Maybe uh, the booklet, uh, uh, planning, uh, connecting with parents, taking practical steps and doing that. Maybe we have one more section before we wrap up. Um, I have one question for you guys. Um, any resources that you guys have used, uh, whether uh, just service planning stuff, um, finding sermons, curriculum that you've used that has just been a great success to you guys? Um, maybe it's uh, how to communicate emails. Um, this next section is going to be kind of 
give you guys some resources on that. Anyone have some great resources on anything in youth ministry? Um, one of the things we use for girls' Bible study is Hot Topics. Hot Topics? From the Teen Girl Ministry webpage. All right. So write that down. If uh, you guys have a girls' ministry, a girls' small group, Hot Topics. Anyone else? Any curriculums? Any uh, Anything you guys use that just been a great success in your youth ministry? Saw some fruit from it. resource I want to show you guys. I, I didn't make copies of all this. We pass around. Uh, it's an a email service called MailChimp. Um, kind of like competitor to content contact, but it's free. And I, I send out a monthly email to our parents. So I, I take this, you know, this bold, you know, this book, and I break it down the month. And uh, I have a sermon series, and I have leading questions for them in that email, how to, you know, initiate conversations with their students around the dinner table or in the car. Uh, so they kind of know, you know, what the sermon was about uh, when I talked about it. So, you know, one of the questions probably says, Pastor Eric talked a little bit about in our October series of where, where evil comes from. Uh, you know, where does that come from? Or um, I think our series in October was about, it was called, uh, uh, It Comes From Within. Uh, so it's about, a, you know, based on an Andy Stanley book. Um, so I already had the questions preformed, gave them to the parents, um, talked a little bit about reach conference in there, but just reminders, healthy reminders. I also try to do one more thing, is celebrate, all right? Celebrate with your parents. Uh, parents love to hear when their students have done something great in the youth ministry. Um, fine arts practice, fine arts practice is a long day for us on Sundays, four hours. Uh, we had this one girl, she just has the worst attitude, and like we try like, to talk and sit down with her, she'll storm out and scream. And, uh, but we've seen a, a switch in her and a difference, and uh, she's really taken a leadership role in their human video. And it's been tough. People have been falling. People have been dropping. And uh, instead of just you know blaming other people, she said, "All right, guys, let's, let's, let's go. Let's try this again." And uh, we called her parents, my fiance and I. Said, I just want to tell you, their daughter has been such a great influence amongst younger students in their human video. And uh, that just made her day. And so in the email, I, I try to send a link to a video or pictures of something great we did. Um, Last year, we got to baptize 14 students after our winter retreats. Just celebrating those things, celebrating what uh, life is going on in the youth ministry. Because sometimes parents can be like, what, what do you guys actually do in youth group? You know, I always you know, hear loud music and stuff. Is actually teaching going on? Uh, so always have opportunities to share. Have some take pictures, take video, uh, so you can show parents, hey, this happened last week. Um, last month, the one thing we celebrated, we had, we had a bunch of new students come to youth group. So I just encourage and celebrate that there are new faces in our youth ministry. And uh, not anything we were doing, but because of our Upward program. And so I celebrated and, and, and uh, gave a high five to the Upward director. I said, because of you, we had a, a surge of new students this month. Um, the one mistake that I think could have been solved in my short youth ministry experience so far is this. It is better to over-communicate than not communicate. Can you write that out? It's better to over-communicate than not communicate. Um, 
our, our associate pastor is a stickler for communication and over-communicating, making sure things are on the calendar and things are all clear with all those people. Um, so communicate to parents. Um, I'll say this, put agendas aside for parents. Um, don't stay in your office all the time. Go grab coffee with those parents. Um, that's where ministry really happens, when you can sit across the table with a parent or a student. Uh, don't get stuck in your office all day. Um, young youth pastors in here, youth leaders, uh, I can know it can be tough to take criticism sometimes, but be open to questions and don't take offense from it. Uh, if you receive criticism, be quick to forgive and remind them you're on their team. Um, I know that can be really hard. I, I've had some of the nastiest things said to me by parents in our church, um, and it can be a really hard thing. Um, but be quick to forgive them and don't take it personally. You've got to have thick skin sometimes. Be open to criticism. Realize that they are on your same team and that you're on their same team and remind them of that. As much as it hurts to say, hey, I appreciate you know, that comment that you made or, or that critique you made, um, be open to it and uh, be quick to forgive about it. Um, challenge you guys to create easy next steps for both students and parents to connect with their youth ministry. Um, if a parent, if a family does come, they mostly are coming on a Sunday. So think of this, how can I connect with a family on a Sunday morning? Um, so how can they know about the youth ministry? Um, is it in the bulletin? Uh, is there a resource that they can give? Um, we have that little booklet, a little postcard. Uh, so at least the minimum, they know we have a youth ministry. They know what our youth ministry is about and uh, when we meet. Uh, it also helps when you have all those parents on your team saying, hey, when you see a new family, go up and introduce yourself. Um, we had a new, new kid, a uh, new family in our church, and one of our, our, our parents, not an adult leader, but was in that parent meeting, uh, she saw that they were new, so she went up to them, introduced herself, got to talking, found out she had a middle school son. Um, she come, came and grabbed me and said, hey, there's a, there's a new family here with a middle school son. Uh, so I went with her, and we talked, and they were new, and uh, their kid's been in our youth ministry for a month now. It's just really connected. Their mom's connected to the women's ministry. Uh, just when, when we all can see the big picture in it, we all win. Um, so it's getting those parents on board. Um, give students stuff to take home. Um, you can pass out the event brochure. Uh, this is a nice, simple thing. I can send you the template for it. If you guys do fine arts, if you guys do camp, if you guys do convention, I try to send out this brochure uh, right when Matt sends me the email about it, about fine arts, he sent it a long time ago. So I, I go into this template and I just type up the information that he sends me. And I have it available to students, I give them to take home, I have it at our information table. Uh, it tells them the prices, the categories for fine arts, um, and my contact information. Um, just a simple, easy thing that we can do to tell parents that we are prepared, that we're trying to help set them up for success. So uh, we're, not, we're not letting them wander that we're not communicating enough and they're wondering like, um, what, what's fine arts, what's, what's camp all about, what's the price, when's the sign up date, when's the, the last, you know, what's the early bird, because parents will come to you and say, I didn't know there's an early bird price. For camp, it goes from 250 to 275 to like 285 real fast. Like in two months, it's the early bird. Uh, so for camp, we have one for camp that's already out. Um, it, 250 is a lot of money for our families. Um, so when you give them two, three months to prepare for that, it helps them out. It lets them know we're partnering with them, that we're helping them out in, in as much as we can. Um, parent emails, mail them. Uh, if you guys don't have constant contact, because I know it's a fee for churches, 
MailChimp, you can send out, I think, up to like 200,000 emails for free. So it's like, who's going to send out that many emails? Um, collect email addresses. Um, I didn't have it, but we have a communication card that students fill out. One of the main things is all, their parent email address. Get that. We send them reminders. We don't have a text messaging program, uh, but you can check out GroupMe. Um, can you write that? Just so. yeah. GroupMe, that's a great. I, I tried it with our students. The only tricky thing is you may need to let them know what it is uh, because I texted all of them, and then because when you text one person, it texts everyone, and when you text back, it texts everyone. <sighs> It was, it was a nightmare because this, this one student, she just wanted to talk like, oh, hey, how, how's everyone going? And then, you know, everyone stopped talking to us, you know, like, because everyone's getting text messages. Uh, so it's you like, you, it yeah, you got to <laughs> let them know what it is because it was, it was a nightmare. I had to like, I had to delete it. And was like, they were like, my phone was blowing up. I had 500 text messages. So it, it's a great resource. You just got to let them know what it is uh, because their phones will blow up. Um, but the MailChimp, um, like we canceled youth service Wednesday because of the snowstorm. Um, I reached out to all the parents in one quick email. And it's nice templates. As you saw, you can drag and drop images. It doesn't take long at all. Um, my hardest part is proofreading, so I'll let my fiance do that. Uh, um, I talked about celebrating what's going on, pictures, videos, stories. Um, reminder of what we actually do and that spiritual growth actually happens in youth ministry. Um, Talk to your pastor, uh, as Aaron said. Uh, see if you can have a role on a Sunday morning. Um, after fine arts, we run the whole service. Uh, all fine arts programs, human videos, sermons, they do it all. And then they serve the church with a dinner afterwards to help support their, uh, their trip to Columbus. Um, so they're, they're, take practical steps. Andy Stanley gives this illustration. Is this two pieces of paper. There's one piece of paper there, and there's one here. And you're trying to tell a person to go from here to there. Well, they could try to take a jump. That's really hard to do. Uh, but when you have another piece of paper and you take little steps, one at a time, you know, it's small and it takes a while, but you eventually get there. So I hope today I can just create a conversation, create a thought, create a discussion for us to realize youth ministry is more than just the youth. Um, but there's a bigger picture to it. I hope that we can see that our youth ministries are, are just one avenue, one empty vessel that God will use to bring whole families and that we can utilize parents uh, to impact their students. And we can do a few ways. Build it into our, our why. You know why we do it. Build it into our DNA. Uh, two, take practical steps in doing that. Let the parents know that we're there to serve them, to partner with them, um, meet with them. Um, be organized, plan ahead. Uh, parents will appreciate you so much more in doing that. Um, don't do it alone. Uh, don't try to recreate everything on your own either. Don't waste time on creating original graphics. I do, I do graphics for our church. I do those myself. All youth ministry stuff, I steal and rip from everyone else. I don't want to spend, I, I don't want to spend my, my fiance, She's the best person. She can be very critical. <laughs> she says, I'll be finishing up a video or a graphic for a youth group when I first came in. And she said, you're missing the whole point. Your, your sermon, your message is the most important thing you can do. Why are you wasting your time on a stupid graphic that no kid's ever going to remember? And I'm like, oh my gosh, you hurt my feelings. <laughs> you know, but, but, it, but it's so true. Why, why do we waste time on stupid things? Like, no student's going to remember this graphic. Uh, but they're going to remember a conversation they had with you. Uh, keep the main thing the main thing in your youth ministry. Um, 
Take intentional steps in connecting with parents. Um, no, they're not there to bite your head off. Uh, they're, they're just wondering what your youth ministry is. Um, so that, that's all I hope. I hope I can just plant some seeds, uh, learn from another youth pastor's mistakes. And uh, I'll leave it open for questions, dialogue. Anyone have some great things that they want to share or any questions they have about anything that um, you share about today? The same situation with the keys happened to me just yesterday. Oh, yeah. Because not only am I the youth pastor, but we're a small church, and so I get the privilege of being the person who cleans the church as well. So oh, yeah. I get to preach and clean toilets. But um, luckily, I forgot that I had them hanging around my, uh-huh. my neck. I thought I had set them on the table, but I locked myself out of the church. Luckily, I had the keys around my neck. And otherwise, I would have been breaking into my office, which is... <laughs> you know what's funny is after I did that, I shared with the youth, and one youth came up to me and said, you know there's another way. Yeah, I know. And that's like, <laughs> <laughs> so, he takes out, he takes out like he's like, Jimmy's the door. That's <laughs> my husband told me. He's like, you know, you just have to. And I'm like, I think you can get into the church that yeah, way. So, like, no, I think that. Yes. They say they they used when before I was there, they would come in and, and do worship. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> but uh, anything else? So you guys questions? All right, well, I thank think you. you guys. Hey, can I pray for you guys? Yes. Uh, you guys you guys are the true uh, man workers. Uh, so I just want to pray for you guys and, and uh, hope you guys are blessed uh, today's Synergy program. Uh, so, Lord, I just pray for all the, the people, the leaders in this room, all the way from students to youth leaders to youth volunteers to uh, youth pastors to children's ministry workers, Lord, everyone, Lord. Let us just, Lord, see the big picture in everything, Lord. That, Lord, it's not all about us. It's about you, Jesus, Lord. Our youth ministry is not all about us or about our ego or our pride, Lord, about, or about having the biggest youth ministry in the state, Lord. It's about students coming to know you, Jesus, Lord. And let us see the big picture, Lord, that there are parents there right behind them that, Lord, they may need you too, Jesus, Lord. And so, Lord, let us see the big picture, Lord. Let, our, well, let us go back to our churches and create synergy amongst our ministries, Lord, knowing that when the children's ministry wins, Lord, when the student memorizes a, a Bible verse in JBQ, Lord, or uh, when the men's ministry go on a retreat and fathers, Lord, turn to Christ, Lord, that we are all winning, Lord, because, Lord, you just want to see your people come to know you. So, Lord, I just pray for youth workers, Lord, anyone that just feels uh, kind of that the fire has gone out, God. Uh, Lord, I know how it is. We go through seasons where we just, Lord, we just feel like giving up, Lord, Lord. May they know that you are, their, uh, you are their shepherd, God, that you are walking the fields with them, God, that, Lord, you fill them up with the strength, Lord, that we will be people who are passionately in love with you, Jesus Christ, Lord, and realize that our love, Lord, for you, God, and your love that works through us, Lord, is what keeps our youth ministries going, Lord. Let their youth ministries not be about ourselves, Lord, but about you. Let us be intentional, Lord. Well, let us not just throw things or wing things together, Lord, and let us not make excuses, Lord. Let us know that we have your help by your Holy Spirit, Lord, and we have your workers, Lord. Let us go back and equip those saints, Lord, for your work. Let us set parents up for success, Lord, even if it's a littlest way of knowing what camp dates are, or or early bird deadlines are, or what the sermon series are, or how they can connect it to their home or their their dinner table, God. Uh, Let us see the big picture in it all, Lord, and put it into practice, Lord. We give you all the glory, Lord. You're a great God, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.